Hiya, my name is Lindsay Hayes, and I'm the host of the Traveling Stoner podcast, a podcast about cannabis, spirituality, and just life in general. Welcome to episode four, where today we're going to be talking about my relationship with cannabis and how it's evolved over the nine years that I've been consuming. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to thank all of you for just the amazing feedback I've been getting about this podcast. Hearing you all say from the last episode that you're going to start trying to implement routines and that you've been forgiving with yourselves and compassionate, it warms my heart. And I just have to let everybody know how much I really, truly, and honestly love the feedback. It Oh my God, it makes my heart so full and happy. So thank you to everybody who's been listening. Thank you to everybody who's been messaging me, commenting, anything, sharing it. Just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are so close to hitting 100 streams. Um, as of right now, we're at about 95. So we're about, this episode should take us over to the 100 stream mark. And I literally can't believe it. Like I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude. So thank everybody for just being so rad and wanting to listen to my experiences and the information I have to share. (laughs) Okay, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. I am really excited to talk about my evolution of my cannabis journey with you guys and how I've just really transitioned different points of my life with cannabis. So, um, cannabis means a lot to me because I found cannabis at a very dark point in my life. Um, After the first year of college, I was very anxious. Uh, I had broken up with with my high school boyfriend at the end of my freshman year of college, and it really rocked my idea of who I was, where I was going in life, and what I was trying to accomplish because I... It's laughable now to think about it, and it's not laughable because of him, but because of how I feel. I thought at one point in my life that I would marry this man, and it would be a whole thing, and so it was just very world-shattering. So I had a lot of anxiety. I mean, I'm an anxious-ridden person anyways, but that really heightened my anxiety. I had a lot of anger. I had a lot of anger at the world. I had a lot of anger at myself. I just had a lot of misguided, built-up, pent-up anger. I don't really know how else to explain it, but it was just a very crazy time in my life. And I was also super unself-aware. So I really could only see what people were doing to me and and everything that was happening to me instead of being able to recognize my pieces in these fights, dramas, arguments, life. I just could not see my own pieces in it. So when I found cannabis and all of these things were just huge components in my life, cannabis brought me such a relief. Like I can't even explain how much relief I got from my anxiety the first couple times I smoked except to say that I just it all felt like it dissipated it felt like it just floated out into the air and I had been given like a fuck it pill or something and I just didn't care about anything in the moment it was so amazing and beautiful and I just 
constantly am chasing that <laughs> to this day. <laughs> um, but cannabis really just changed my mindset. It changed my approach in life. I let go of so much anger. I was able to just show up in calmer ways for myself, for my family, for at my job, like, you know, just everywhere. It was all around a super beneficial thing to me. So when I was first introduced to weed um, before I was living in Colorado, I really only had access to flour. It was super rare that you would find anything else. So I honestly would make my own edibles with flour and I loved making Rice Krispie treats. Like that was that and brownies, you know, cliche um, were my shit. I would just make them and eat them a lot for pain and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but over the over time, I ended up uh, meeting Chris. And as anybody who knows Chris knows, that man is a concentrate head. Like he just, that's all he ever smokes. Um, and he actually really introduced me to concentrates and dabs. I had tried it before. But every time I had tried it, I had already smoked a blunt or I had been drinking or something of that sort. So I never got the true effects of it. I would just fall asleep or party for a little longer and then go to bed or, you know, whatever it was. But I never really like noticed a difference. But the first time I ever took a dab with Chris, it was um, he came over to my house after I had graduated from college and he gave me a couple dabs and I woke up and he had left my house and locked up behind him and everything and left me a note and I had zonked on the couch. So that was my first dab experience like on its own and as it's without any other kind of smoking before or after it. So very interesting uh, to have that transition and obviously from that day forth I was hooked. I loved smoking dabs, and Chris really brought that into my life for me. So thank you, Chris. <laughs> um, but speaking of that, my relationship with cannabis has changed so much over the last couple of years. So like I said before, when I was you know living in states before Colorado, I would only have access to flour. So I would be smoking anywhere from like four to eight blunts a day because it was my only way of consuming. So now obviously I built up to that. It wasn't like I just, you know, came out the womb smoking eight blunts a day. But eventually when my tolerance would build and all these things, I just was able, not able, I would need to smoke that much. Um, and as we moved to Colorado, that changed immensely. You know, I was, for the first two years I had of living in Colorado, I had a very 50-50 lifestyle. Um, I was still smoking blunts, so we would either, you know, be smoking Dutches or high hemp wraps or, you know, whatever we could find at the time. But it was very 50-50. You know, we would mainly buy concentrates, but when we would go out and smoke with other people, obviously this is pre-COVID, I'm talking like 2016, 2017, um, we would end up smoking flour out at a lot of events. You know, our friends would, we would throw in on blunts or whatever it was. So it was a very 50-50 split for the first two years of living in Colorado. And then 
from then until now, um, I'm a very dab dominant person now. Thank you, Chris, I guess. (laughs) Um, But I truly enjoy consuming concentrates over flour for so many reasons. Um, Smell. Concentrates have a lot less of a pungent smell to them when they're smoked. Whereas flour, you know, carcinogens, it's just a whole different experience. It lingers so heavy in the air. Um, quick, uh, quickness, I guess, is the next. Uh, <laughs> so I, obviously, well, not obviously, um, Chris and I do insert dabs, which are these tiny little quartz insert dishes that we fill and then we heat up a bucket nail and we drop the insert into there and then cap it with a bubble and um, smoke through a rig that way. So I love that because it's super quick. I'll usually clean like all the inserts out at one time and have them just clean so I can just dab as I need to. And it's a very quicker, well, excuse me, it's a quicker process than smoking flour, like rolling a joint, you know, packing a king palm, any of those things. So these days, my smoking routine is, you know, three-fourths dabs, which is inserts, um, and probably about a fourth of flour. Chris grows flour, and he grows the most amazing tasting flour. And so we will sometimes smoke bong rips or, like, you know, ha- uh, kefi bong rips or we'll do um, King Palms. I am a huge fan of King Palms. This is not sponsored, but shout out to King Palms. I absolutely love you guys. You guys have always supported uh, a lot of my photography ventures and all that kind of stuff, and I'm a huge fan of what you guys do and the product you guys put out. So big shout out to King Palms. Um, and edibles-wise, uh, I eat... wow this is going to be a lot of like unsponsored shout outs right now this is funny um so weekly almost every day at nighttime I will eat an Incredibles gummy so on the Colorado medical market um there are these gummies made by Incredibles um and they are just the most amazing tasting gummies they have guava acai strawberry lemonade um just a lot of really good flavors and there, the whole package is 1,000 milligrams. Each gummy is 50 milligrams. So I'll usually, you know, eat about half or a whole one to myself, uh, maybe a day every other day. But I definitely consume a lot of those because they do really help me sleep and sleep through the night, which is really just absolutely amazing. Um, and then the other thing that I do for... Um, consumption is I will make capsules and suppositories. So Chris and I have a magical butter machine. Shout out to magical butter unsponsored. Uh, (laughs) We have a huge magical butter machine at the house and we make edibles and capsules and suppositories a lot. So what we do is we just make a big medicated batch of coconut oil or uh, butter, vegan butter, or, you know, whatever it is that we're trying to use, oils, all kinds of stuff. Um, and then we'll just store it medicated. So I should put a disclaimer that Chris and I are not big measurers. We just kind of go with the flow, you know, kind of 
eyeball it, you'll be all right, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, but we make our own capsules and suppositories at home. Um, I was buying a, a bunch of suppositories on the market and they are amazing. Like Incredibles has a really great suppository out on the market. I truly, truly, truly love theirs. Um, but cost effective wise, I was just trying to make my own at home. And so I ordered a suppository mold off of Amazon and we already have the magical butter. So we already make our own coconut oil. And I can't express how amazing it has been making my own suppositories at home, just knowing what's going into them and making, you know, making them ourselves. And it's just a really great experience to make your own products at home. So that's really, really cool. But that is kind of my cannabis consuming routine uh, right now. Obviously, that changes with pain, with all kinds of stuff, you know, availability of products, all kinds of stuff. But that is my regimen right now. Um, My relationship with weed has really changed over the years. So like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, um, I really started out using it for my anxiety and just kind of socially smoking. And I was diagnosed with ovarian cysts when I was 16. Um, But when I turned 24, my ovarian cysts issues got incredibly bad to the point where I had to go and get an IUD um, birth control put in to try and stop the inflammation and issues I was having. Now, I will do a whole deep dive episode in a couple of episodes about nutrition and how that really changed my life and how I wish at that point in my life I would have known it was good. It would have changed a lot. (laughs) But, um, so my relationship started out with anxiety and then it moved into ovarian cyst pain. I vividly remember Chris, uh, Chris and I were actually at the very first stages of, uh, being together and dating when I had this minor surgery done And he actually took me to it and brought me home and took care of me at home. (laughs) This was like a couple of months of knowing each other too. So shout out to Chris for being just such an amazing human being. Um, But I remember coming home from that minor procedure and just them giving me Tremadol and other prescription drugs and not wanting to take them and Chris giving me a dab and it just relieving all of the body pain that I was having. So it started out as an anxiety, social, ex- I don't want to say experiment because it definitely was not an experiment, um, but it moved into helping me with pain and inflammation and, and all of that. And it has done so much for me with helping me get off of um, pharmaceuticals and cannabis just really, truly and honestly saved my life. I just can't speak highly enough to how much it changed my life. Um, And then honestly, nowadays, I just use it for a lot of stuff. Like, obviously, I still use it for anxiety and pain and any sort of like issues I'm having in those lines. But nowadays, it helps me sleep. It helps me eat. It helps me just function all around as a better person. And I'm so incredibly thankful for this plant and that I was open enough to try it and not let, you know, my first couple of high anxiety experiences 
dictate my relationship with this plant because it truly is a spiritual connection at times. Like it really does help me connect with myself, with those around me that I care and love about and just the world in general. Like it makes me a better person. It puts me in a better mood. It makes me, you know, just all around feel better. So that's really all I had for this episode. I can't believe how fast I got through all of them. I talk a little fast. I really apologize about that. (laughs) Well, I am so incredibly thankful to have you all on this journey with me. And I would love to know what episodes you guys would like to see me do feel free to DM me on Instagram, the traveling stoner underscore. Feel free to message me on Facebook. I have the traveling stoner page or my personal Lindsay Hayes. And just feel free to send me an email, um, the traveling stoner co at gmail.com. I have some really cool things in store for the podcast and just some things coming up, but I would really love for this to be something for you guys. I created this show as a service to help others in their journeys and just share the knowledge that I and experiences that I've gone through and try to help anybody that I possibly can. So Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so, so, so thankful. Please hit me up on any social media. I I would love to talk to you guys. I would love to know your feedback on these and what you want to see me do next. (laughs) Thank you guys so, so much for making it to the end of another amazing episode with me. And I am so excited to take you guys on this journey. Stay stoned.